0: Welcome to 2021. Do you know how good it feels to say those words? I am so excited to be here. How are you today, Suzanne? I'm feeling really good about it. How did it feel when you flipped your calendar?
1: I actually haven't flipped my calendar yet because my ha- calendars—I always make calendars—and they haven't arrived yet, so my calendar still says December 2020. But that's okay. It'll be a good feeling when they do arrive.
0: Yes. Hopefully, you don't have to flip it all the way to February. Hopefully, they're not that <laughs> delayed.
1: Yeah. I'm expecting them this week.
0: Well, that's good. Well, speaking of your calendar, did you find enough pictures? I did. I had to get
1: creative this year. I um, sent out an email to my family. I always do an extended family calendar and said, you know, if you want your calendar this year, you're going to have to help me out and send me your favorite photo of the year. And I got enough to put together a calendar and it turned out pretty nicely.
0: Well, I love when family comes together to help with a project that's important to all of them.
1: I agree. So how about you? Did you have a glass of champagne when you turned your calendar to January 2021?
0: I might have. And, you know, as I said in the last episode, we celebrate the new year with the East Coast. So we're usually in bed by 10 o'clock. So I couldn't change it until the next morning when I woke up. But I did have a mimosa and do that. Perfect. Yes, it was quite nice. And now we have the the task ahead of us of getting back to normal. Uh,
1: Yes. And isn't that a good feeling? It is a good feeling. Of course, it's our new normal because we're still dealing with the COVID, but things are looking good. There's a vaccine out there
0: and we're feeling good about it. Right. And I think, you know, with 2021 here, we need to think of a word better than new normal. That seems so 2020. It does. It does. I'm with you. Hopefully someone comes up with one. Maybe we could be those people that come up with the new term moving forward.
1: Yeah, maybe even by the end of this podcast. Are you that clever? Are you up Uh, to that challenge? (laughs) I'm up to that challenge, but you're the clever one in this group, not me.
0: Ah, well, you give me too much credit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, full disclosure. We tried this podcast yesterday, and yesterday I was having internet issues, so we had to abort our mission and try again today. And we're off to a much better start today because our internet seems to be cleared up.
0: We sure are. But you give away all of our secrets, Suzanne. (laughs) How many episodes (laughs) do we start out saying, well, this is the third time we've tried this? Or just to be clear, you you might give away our secrets. Yeah,
1: you might as well get used to it because that's what I do. (laughs) I just call it as I see it. (laughs) You throw it out there for everybody to see. Yeah. Yeah, this is no easy task. This isn't just about talking into a microphone. We have to figure out the technology and all this. And I am terrible at that.
0: Well, you're better than one person. That person's (laughs) sitting right here. It's me. Yeah.
1: But we're off to a better start today.
0: Yes, we are. getting back to routine, you know, I find it really funny. And I think I want to share this about myself. As you all know, I start decorating for Christmas very early in November. But what you don't know is by December 26th, I'm ready to tear everything down. And that was always what I did until I married Rob. And now, well, it always was, but now I'm aware of it. We celebrate his birthday on December 26th because that is his birthday and he wants to leave everything up till New Year's.
1: Well. I would think everyone leaves everything up until New Year's. And it surprised me when you told me you like your stuff to come down right away.
0: I do. I get sad. It's all over. The Christmas music goes away. It's true. And
1: it is my favorite time of year as far as Christmas music goes, because there's always a radio station who plays it 24-7. And I do miss that because that, I could listen to that all year.
0: Yeah, and I didn't listen to much this year. I'm so embarrassed (laughs) to say that because it does make me so incredibly happy. I really didn't listen to much this year.
1: I know. It's an opportunity wasted. It's like, now you have to wait until next Thanksgiving to hear Christmas music again.
0: Or next November 1st.
1: Good point. In your
0: world. (laughs) In my world. So, you know, that's kind of the thing going on here, starting to get Christmas down. I have been sneaking a few things down and putting it away when Rob's not looking, but I didn't get much of that done.
1: Well, I've told you this before, but I have to do double duty because I also have to get decorations down in my store. And I closed my store between Christmas and New Year's, so I have time to regroup, but it is a monumental task to undecorate the store and set up for the spring preview in my store and it has to get done. So my house decorations take low priority. I mean, they are up until after New Year's easily because I got to get the store in shape. So I'm still facing decorations that have to come down at the house.
0: But you have your kids there this year. So maybe they'll be like January elves that come and take everything down for you.
1: That would be nice. You know, but it's amazing because they, all of them have to work every day. And this remote working It's weird because they're not really on vacation. They all get up in the morning, they get on their computers, which is probably why we've had internet issues on and off since everyone arrived. And then they're on their computers or calls until the workday ends. So they don't have a lot of time for anything much instead of working.
0: That is true. So pour a glass of champagne or two, or maybe it's a vodka kind of experience, but you know, do that thing to to relax you and make it fun. You can make it a game almost. Nah, there's no game. Yeah, in that.
1: Say, <laughs> You are so positive.
0: <laughs> well, at least with your store, when you take all that down, you get to open all the boxes for what's to come out. And it's like Christmas again.
1: And that's true. We always say that at the store. It's like Christmas. Every time a new shipment arrives, it's like Christmas. We have so much fun opening our boxes and seeing what's new. And I love it. Well, I can't wait to get to your store. I know. I can't wait either. You you always support my store so generously.
0: Because it helps my house look better. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, uh, with all this going on, I was thinking that things are going to slow down. Yeah, no, I, I don't see that happening. I have a wedding to plan or to help plan. Eva really has taken the reins on this one and she's doing a fabulous job. Now it's all those little details.
1: Oh, and those details, until the wedding itself, you're going to have those details multiply over and over again. There's so many details to a wedding.
0: And I'm contemplating right now because the venue where they're hosting the reception is having a bridal fair on January 16th, I think. So I'm oh how fun contemplating flying to Texas to go to that and to talk to the person in charge of our wedding planning.
1: I think that would be a really, really good idea.
0: It would be a lot of fun. Well, fun and work, but I would feel better about seeing the venue and being a part of that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good idea, which brings me to the thought I just had. I think wedding planning should be a whole episode by itself. I have so much to say about wedding planning.
0: Well, I'm going to pick your brain and I'm going to hold you to that episode because...
1: Absolutely.
0: And I've planned a lot of weddings. You sure have. And they've all been beautiful. Well, the one I attended was beautiful. I heard the other one was beautiful, but you happened to schedule it on the same day my son was graduating from college. So I had to make the choice, which in my mind, supporting Cameron, that's where I had to be. But I was (laughs) sad to miss your daughter, Katie's wedding. And that
1: was a great wedding. (laughs) Well... Both of my kids' weddings so far have been amazing, but I can't take the credit for all of it. They got what they wanted. They planned their weddings the way they wanted them, and I think they turned out so perfectly.
0: Yes, you made all those dreams come true. But we're getting off
1: on my my wedding tangent, and we got to save that for another episode. We got to get back to our
0: normal lives. Okay. As long as we promise that this episode is going to occur before the wedding occurs.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think maybe around Valentine's Day, we'll start talking weddings.
0: Oh, I like the way you think. Yeah, I See, know. you're always thinking ahead. Here, <laughs> I'm thinking I'll have Rob on the Valentine's Day episode, and you're thinking weddings. So yeah. maybe we'll have to do two of that. Yeah,
1: one before and one after. We'll do the wedding one after Valentine's Day when everyone's gotten engaged.
0: Oh, yeah. Listen to you. You're just all full of <laughs> wonderful things. <laughs> I know. I know, but like I said, we're off on a tangent now. Let's get back on track. Okay, so anyway, January, (laughs) going to Texas for this, and then I'm contemplating flying back to Alaska.
1: Wow, that's big.
0: Yeah, it is big, and it's cold up there, and it's dark.
1: Have you been there since COVID?
0: No, and it won't be quite a year. I'll be back before the year is up, and I feel like things have opened up. I'll get to see some of my friends checking on everything around my space up there. So as I say, I'm contemplating, I haven't committed.
1: Yeah, can I remind you that February in Alaska is probably my least favorite month. Next to August is also my least favorite month, but February is my least favorite month because it's cold and it's dark.
0: Yeah, but it's got to happen at some point. I've got to pull that Band-Aid off and get on that airplane and go back to the cold. Well, speaking of cold, here I am in Arizona and inside my house this morning when I woke up was 70 degrees, which back in Alaska, that feels really warm, but here it does not. And I finally convinced Rob to turn the heater on. He wouldn't do it until today.
1: Wow. Yeah. It was a cold morning here in Scottsdale as well. It was 39 degrees when we woke up this morning and our heat was on. I mean, inside the house, it was comfortable, but outside 39 degrees. That is a
0: chilly morning. That is a chilly morning. And sadly, because I've adjusted to the Arizona climate, 70 inside the house felt cold, which it probably wasn't.
1: No, 70 would be very comfortable for most people, but yeah. That's because we our blood has thinned. We can't take the cold anymore. But yeah, you let me know how Alaska in February goes. I'll send you a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's as close as I'm going to get to Alaska for quite a
0: while. But just think of how much better you'll be feeling about the Arizona sun when I'm sending you pictures of it being dark and cold up there. Yeah,
1: I will feel pretty darn good about it.
0: Yes, definitely. So now that we're a couple days into 2021... How are your New Year's resolutions going?
1: Um, Now, have we talked about my New Year's resolutions? I
0: think in a previous episode, I
1: told you what I do every year for my New Year's.
0: Right. And we did talk about the physical, creative, and intellectual thing you try to do every day. And I hadn't decided on what my resolution was going to be. And so I wanted to hear how yours were going. I know it's only been a couple days. And then I'll tell you about what I decided on mine.
1: Well, and in all honesty, I started mine before the new year because I knew it was what it was going to be, and I had to get myself back on track. And actually, I know myself well enough. I'll do really well with mine probably through about March, and then it'll probably taper off a little bit. But I do something physical every day, which is usually take a walk. I do something creative every day, which I include paint by number <laughs> i include coloring books. i include well my store when i have to do new displays in my store that takes a lot of creativity and then something intellectual is easy because i just read a book and i consider that intellectual so and i do when i'm in my new year's resolution i do 15 minutes of reading at least before I go to bed at night. It's a rule. Hard fast never changes unless I am in a really good book and I read for an hour. But without fail, I never miss a night during my resolution part.
0: Well, I'm all about being able to check things off a list. So do you have a checklist every day where when you get intellectual, you do a little check mark and create a check mark? Or do you just mentally check it off? Only in my mind do I check it off. But
1: It's still as as satisfying as checking off a list.
0: No, no, it's not. (laughs) It can't be. (laughs) I like having, I like seeing the physical check marks.
1: Well, my sister's like that. She likes physical check marks too. She's a list maker and I'm a mental list maker.
0: Even with my husband, I'll send him texts and I will write out everything I got accomplished during the day and I will put a little check mark (laughs) One of those little green check mark <laughs> emojis <laughs> next to
1: everything. I didn't even know there was an emoji check mark. I'm going to have to look that one up. I might have to use that.
0: Yeah, it it's, makes me feel accomplished anyway. So I love your resolution. So I was thinking of something I could do. I loved your idea of doing something kind every day. And so uh-huh. I'm going to try and do something kind every day as part one of my resolution. Part two of my resolution. And this is big for me because I'm a huge comfort zone person. I'm going to try to do something I have never done before every month. One thing every month that I've never done before.
1: What are you doing in January? Let's just start there.
0: Well, the best part is I will have to hold myself accountable to you and anyone listening to this. Right. And I've started thinking about January. Now, I'm not going to get too crazy. I'm not going to go stand in the middle of a bird sanctuary and I'm not going (laughs) to go and eat sushi because, yeah, those things are just way too far out of my comfort zone. So for January, I was thinking I'd start kind of simple, maybe attend a yoga class. I've never done that.
1: Really? I didn't know you've never done yoga. I think that would be a good one to try.
0: That's a good place to start. And then I have other ideas too, but I shouldn't share them all right now in case I chicken out.
1: Yeah, try yoga. But I think you can challenge yourself a little bit more because you are a very active person anyway. So I'm putting it out there. Challenge yourself a little more. Try the yoga class, but let's try something else. Are you making fun of my things? (laughs) No, I'm not making fun at all. I'm telling you, I think yoga... For you, you've never done it before, but that's so surprising to me. I don't think it's a big enough challenge for you. I think you should find a bigger challenge for your first month.
0: Okay, well, why don't we leave (laughs) yoga as January? Because we are just coming (laughs) off of 2020. And so I don't want to make it too crazy. Okay, okay, I get it. I do know what I want to do for another month. And it will challenge my, I'm very claustrophobic. And so that's gonna be a mental challenge to get over that for my second month. Okay, okay, I can't wait to hear what that one is. Well, I could share it right now, but I'm not going to because maybe you'll do it with me.
1: Oh yeah, don't pull me into your New Year's resolution challenges
0: because
1: I am a bigger chicken than you are at everything. I like my safety zone, I'm happy in my safety zone. I could actually ruin your challenges because I would be kicking and screaming the whole way.
0: I have to find someone to do it with me. I can't do it by myself. Okay, tell me what it is and I'll tell you if I'll consider it. Okay, an escape room.
1: Hell no, are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: we have an I hour. Have, no, that, I mean, <laughs> I can't even do the pineapple maze in Hawaii without getting terrified, without panicking, There's no way I'm doing an escape room. I'll stand outside the escape room and wait for you to come out. I'll cheer you on. But you're not getting me in an escape room to save my life. Absolutely not. But have fun.
0: Well, I get so (laughs) claustrophobic. I'm so scared. I need to have someone with me that has a clear mind and can understand the clues.
1: You need to have someone, though, who isn't like me, who will go into a panic attack. You need someone who's either done it before and can hold your hand or someone who doesn't get afraid like I do. I think we should put this out there. Maybe you and Christy could go do that. And I'll stand outside the door and cheer you on.
0: Hey, Christy, if you're listening, can we do an escape room? She's, she's yelling into the radio right now. She's like, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. After this episode airs, let's see how long it takes to get a a message from her to say, I'm in. I'm in. I know. And then she can come on our podcast and she can tell
1: us how it went. We'll get your version and then we'll get her version.
0: Oh my gosh. We'll be laughing because I'm going to be in the corner just shaking. So you're going from trying yoga in January
1: to trying an escape room in February. That is a big leap in challenging yourself.
0: I know. I didn't say it made sense. <laughs> I just said that I'm going to try something new and uh, it's too cold to try paddleboarding yet. So I'm going to save that for April or May. I've always wanted to do that.
1: We could do that in Hawaii. If we go to Hawaii, this, this... you're going to do it. No, I'm not doing it. Are you kidding? I afraid... we. well, just said I'm... we. Well, <laughs> I did say we, but everything you say, except for escape rooms, I just always assume it's we. So that's my pronoun of choice, because I always assume that I'm included when, when we do something. And next time we're in Hawaii, although we don't have any trips planned, we, meaning you, can go paddleboard. And I'll sit on the beach and cheer you on like I do.
0: But I'm not going to go in the ocean because I have a fear of sharks and things that are underneath me. But isn't that where you paddleboard? Where else do you paddleboard? I live it next to Lake Havasu. Oh, that's Just right. There in the <laughs> that's channel. That's right. You live on. Yeah. You live on a lake. I forgot. Come on now, Suzanne. <laughs> Not on a lake. Very close to a lake, though. Right. You can see the lake. Yes. So I have three ideas. I have to come up with twelve, but they're the first.
1: I'm sure I can help you with that. If I, if you can do an escape room, I think I can come up with. How about zip lining? I've done zip lining. You can do zip lining.
0: I've done zip lining. Oh, of course you have. Yeah, but maybe we could do that Jurassic Park tour in Hawaii if we get back there and take the Jeeps out. See, I would do that. That would be fun. That would be fun.
1: <laughs> it's funny how all of your challenges are pointing towards Hawaii. I think there's a trip in our future.
0: No, you said <laughs> Hawaii. I said I have Lake Havasu. <laughs> That's right. So you try and throw that on me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyhow, well, let's see what 2021 brings. It'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you're off to a good start with your resolutions. I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Okay. But again, nothing that makes me too crazy. Although the escape room will challenge my claustrophobia. I'm afraid of heights too. So yeah, I am
1: too. See, so I won't be getting on a Ferris wheel with you. I won't be jumping out of an airplane with you. I won't. I won't be doing any of that. (laughs) Oh, good. No,
0: no, no. So, and then maybe New Year's resolution try to calm my anxiety and my OCD also.
1: Okay. Well, that's, that's good. I'm a little obsessive compulsive. I don't necessarily see that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I I have, I have those tendency to, I'm not a really OCD person, but I have those tendencies and I think it's a good thing.
0: How are you with your curling iron? Do you ever second guess whether or not you've Shut it off or unplugged it
1: okay, I can't say curling iron because I don't have enough hair, I have short hair, so i I haven't used a curling iron in forty years, but I do do that with the stove. Did I turn off the burner? yeah, go back to it a hundred times to make sure I actually did turn it off
0: and the other one that really is huge in my life because the curling iron is i'll actually go back into the room and physically look at and see what tile the bottom of the cord is on to make sure I've visually seen that. I know it's crazy. And then the garage door, did I leave it open?
1: I've done that one before too, where I've had to go back and check. And I have those rituals in my mind where I have to go back and check. I have to like make a mental note that I am now unplugging the iron. And even when I do that, I have to say to myself when I'm, did I unplug the iron? I have to try to mentally recreate that in my mind.
0: I do that also. And then I forget. So probably seven out of 10 times, we drive back to the house to make sure the garage door is closed.
1: I wouldn't give myself seven out of 10 times. I would say five out of 10 times. So I'm not quite as OCD as you are.
0: It drives my husband crazy, but he's OCD also. But that's for another episode. I think a great (laughs) episode would be our husband's quirks.
1: Yeah, oh, that's two or three episodes of my book,
0: but then we'll have to give them a chance to rebuttal. That's true. Share ours, which is fine by me. I know I have a lot,
1: but just a little teaser. My husband has so many little quirks that I have coined the phrase "hunerisms." I just call them "hunerisms" because of all his Alec. Just
0: say, "Hey, that's a hunerism." Oh, that's so funny, <laughs> poor know, Jeff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> or the Cuner kids. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> They've because, inherited some of them.
1: But they have, and, and they'll get the humorism phrase as well. And believe me, after the last three weeks of having them in my house, there have been humorisms
0: flying everywhere. I bet you could write a book.
1: I Well, yeah, I could, but I don't think anyone would really care except for me.
0: That's so funny. Well, I did receive the nicest compliment about the podcast or something. So I thought I would share just because I was going a little OCD trying to figure out balance between my spiritual side and my human side. And I finally decided that I do my spiritual things for that side of me. But this podcast is strictly kind of my human side. It's the fun in my life. It's the creative outlet in my life. It's the planning. It's all those things I love to do. And so I had sent a message to a friend of mine, Jennifer. She's wonderful. And I told her my thoughts on that because she's also spiritually minded and just a really cool girl. And she sent me back the nicest message. And I just wanna share what she said about it because it made me feel really good. She said, the podcast might feel like human side thing for you, but it is still very much a spiritual thing. It's a great creative outlet for you for your listeners, and it's an opportunity to be in the presence of a genuinely good person.
1: Isn't that nice? That's really nice. Yeah, I like her.
0: Yeah, she's so cool. She's so adventurous, and she's a diver, and she posts these amazing videos under the water, and I'm just thinking, aren't you afraid of sharks? Aren't you afraid of coming up on something scary? But she's so cool and calm.
1: (laughs) I would be, aren't you afraid of like drowning? (laughs) That would be me. I would try diving and I'd drown.
0: Right. I would panic because the claustrophobia would come in, I think. So I just wanted to share that because I thought that was a really nice compliment in a way, you know, she reached out and kind of helped calm my anxiety. So thank you, Jennifer.
1: Yeah, that's one of the nicest compliments we collectively have gotten because I'm going to accept that compliment as well.
0: Yes, and, you know, I'm thinking about very sweet compliments and just coming off the holiday season where we get a lot of backhanded compliments. Did you experience those this holiday season? You know, I haven't
1: necessarily experienced any recently that I can recall, but I have I know backhanded compliments. There are people in my world that have given me a lot of backhanded compliments. What about you? What can you come up with?
0: Well, I have a lot of backhanded compliments. Not all that happened in the holiday season, but things that have happened. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I would never say that to somebody.
1: Right, exactly. Like I consider a backhanded compliment when someone is saying something to you that is meant to be nice, but there is no good response to it. So I'll give you an example. At my church, when I was a younger adult, in Anchorage, Alaska, there was a woman in our church who, seriously, queen of backhanded compliments. And she came up to me one day, and she had sat behind me in church. And she said, you look so much like your mother from the back. Hmm. Right? What do you say to that? Thank you? Not really. I mean, my mom is 30 years older than me. And when you're 28 years old, and someone says that to you, you're like, Really? Really? (laughs) It's like, what do you say with that? I mean, it's just one of those things that, what do you do with that? (laughs) That to me is a backhanded
0: compliment. It is. And that (laughs) one is so funny because it only reminds me of a backhanded compliment that my mom actually did to me while I was pregnant. I was walking in front of her at the Fifth Avenue Mall and she says to me, hey, Michelle, I think you're going to have a boy. And I'm like, why mom? And she said because your butt is getting so big. <laughs> so that's uh, kind of a backhanded compliment. Cuz what do you say to that yeah. other than get really upset and say, "Why do you say things like yeah. that to me?"
1: Okay, so I have one that my mom said to me. So when I was about 35, I decided to get braces on my teeth because it's something I never did as a teenager. I had some very crooked teeth anyway. Everyone knows why you get braces. And it hurt so bad to have braces that I lost like 15 pounds over the course of the time I was wearing braces. And I met my mom and dad, I think, for breakfast one morning, and they hadn't seen me in several months. And my mom looked at me and she goes, Suzanne, you've gotten so skinny. And I said, thanks, mom. And she said, well, don't get used to it. It won't last long. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it's like, what do you say to that? It's like, mother. (laughs) And this is a cross between my sister and I have always said, you know, and I love my mom dearly, but sometimes she does this. It's also a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's like, okay, enjoy your skinniness now, but you will pack it back on. You will gain those 15 pounds back. And for me, that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I'm going to go back and I'll never be able to keep those 15 pounds off they're going to come back because my mom with your mindset. Yeah. Because it's my mindset. Am I, I, if my sister's listening to this, I know she's roaring laughing at me right now because over the years we have talked about that many times.
0: Well, I hope she sends you a message and on a future episode, you share that message with us.
1: Okay. I'll see if she sends us a message, but anyway, so do you have any other backhanded
0: compliments? Oh my gosh. I have so many. So one time when Rob and I, I don't think we were married yet, but we were attending a baby shower. It was for my brother and his wife. They were going to have their first baby. And Rachel's mom was hosting the party. So we get dressed. We drive up to the party. We're standing at the front door. I ring the doorbell and Rob looks at me and says, Michelle, I can honestly say that you're one woman who looks better with your clothes on than with them off. (laughs) And then the door opens. (laughs) <laughs> Do you think I had very much fun? No, I don't no. have very much fun at that event. And I was so mad. And he didn't get it until later. He's like, that's not what I meant. I'm like, it's what you <laughs> said. And yes, that's still a joke in our family. We can joke about it now.
1: Yeah. And the timing of that as well, because he says it right before that door opens. And so you're immediately pissed. Your whole mood has changed. And now you have to go in and and be nice at this baby shower.
0: I had to be nice to other people. I didn't have to be nice to him. I (laughs) could avoid him. And I think the Stanley Cup playoffs were going on at the time. So he was watching hockey with all the guys downstairs anyway. So it was easy to do. But I was pissed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would have been too. Okay. So I have another um, backhanded compliment, which, you know, I may be prematurely introducing this because this is another upcoming episode. So I'll probably have to reintroduce this compliment that I got for one of our future episodes. But I was about 28 years old and someone, I'm not going to say who it was, complimented me, but she was related to me and she complimented me on my beautiful skin. And then she said, but you too will have jowls someday. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know, right? And This goes to our aging episode that we have coming up because it's like, I now look in the mirror, what, 30 years later and I see jowls and I'm doing the air quotes. I'm doing air quotes around jowls because, because I cringe now every time I look in a mirror and I see my, my aging skin. And okay, so if that was a backhanded compliment, or if that was another self-fulfilling prophecy, it was not my mother who said that to me, it was someone else. But yeah, it's one of those things where, okay, well, thanks for the compliment, sort of.
0: (laughs) Backhanded. Backhanded. Well, speaking of skin, uh, last year, over the Thanksgiving holiday, we had a friend visiting from Scottsdale, someone I didn't know very well. And I was getting to ready to go up there the following week to see you. And she said to me, you know, Michelle, when you're up in Scottsdale, I got a plan, something we can go do. And I'm like, what is it? She goes, we could go get Botox for all those wrinkles up there. You would feel so much better about yourself. (laughs) So she wanted me to go get Botox for my forehead, which I'm already conscientious of my forehead, because that's where I seem to carry laugh lines, as I like to call them.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we we are getting into our next podcast that my daughter is going to be a guest on because she knows everything there is to know about Botox. And she wants to be a part of that podcast because she and she's in her 30s. So we're going to do a podcast on being 30, 40, 50. And she has a lot of information on that.
0: Right. And I can't wait for that one. But that was just about my skin. But I have another one about like body shaming.
1: Oh, I do too. I do too. But I'll let you go first.
0: One day I was out and about and somebody in my family said to me, Michelle, you are so lucky that you find the time to exercise because the way you eat and the life you live, (laughs) you'd think you'd be much bigger than you are.
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's so funny.
0: I was so upset because what many people don't know, and I and I won't go deep on this, but I did have an eating disorder when I was younger. So I have body dysmorphia. It's hard for me to see how I look anyway. But when people come at me with backhanded compliments or remarks about my weight, they send me spiraling. Oh, yeah.
1: I can only imagine because it sends me spiraling and I never had an e- eating disorder. But this backhanded compliment. You were with me when we were having lunch with a mutual friend and I announced that my son and daughter, now daughter-in-law, were getting married. And she said to me, she said, good, we
0: have eight months to get you into shape. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you who that is because I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, but you could tell me off air. I'll tell you off air. But Yeah, it's like, okay, then I thought I was
1: looking pretty good at the time. And it's like, you were looking pretty good. You were looking (laughs) wonderful. You always look great. I know, but what's so funny about that is now when I go back and look at those wedding photos, which I was a little insulted by that backhanded compliment that I got that day. And I thought, I look good. I'm going to look great. So, But now, today, I go back and look at those wedding photos. I'm like, oh, Suzanne, you should have taken her advice. You don't look good. The Spanx weren't even working in those photos. And it's like, oh, she was kind of right.
0: Oh, we're always our worst critic. You look beautiful.
1: Oh, you say that to me all the time, which is part, partly why I like you so much. But the truth hurts. I mean, photos don't lie.
0: I do have to ask you a favor because we're now five, almost six months to the wedding uh-huh. Eva and Jimmy. Please don't say that to me. <laughs> There's no way I know it. Hell. I'll be dealing with it, so please don't. No. Well, you could joking you could jokingly say it to me. I, I could honey. I
1: couldn't say that to you. And first of all, it's. would come from nowhere. You look as good as you've ever looked. Since I met you, you look better today than you did 15 years ago. I mean, you look fantastic. You could do not one more piece of exercise between now and the wedding, and you would still look fantastic. Have you
0: seen me eat? (laughs) Have you seen me drink? (laughs) Well, Um, here's something, a backhanded compliment that wasn't physical. Why do so many of them have to be physical? I know. But here's one that a friend said to me. I was talking to him about my new book, Goodnight mm-hmm. Sweet Bear.
1: Uh, which is such a great book.
0: Well, thank you. And he said to me, good thing you have a friend who owns a store. You might actually sell a copy.
1: <laughs> that is just so mean. That is so mean. And for the record, I sold like 20 copies of your book Yay! very quickly, very quickly. So there, <laughs>
0: yeah my my jaw dropped, and if he's listening to this episode, I have sold quite a few on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, too,
1: yeah, yeah. you're doing very well, and you're already working on your second book. And weren't you nominated for an award on that children's
0: book? I just it was an honorary mention, oh, so I don't know if it's really I think that's a pretty impressive. It's such a good book, so there was first and second and then all the honorary mentions, but mine was the first on an honorary mention listed. So maybe they do that for everybody, but on my email, I was the first honorary mention.
1: I love it. It's so deserving. So deserving. Although now I'm a little self-conscious that we've been talking about backhanded compliments because now I'm afraid every compliment I give is going to sound backhanded. So it's like, oh, okay, how am I going to phrase this so I don't sound like I'm giving a backhanded compliment. My daughter was talking about that the other day when I said we were going to be talking about backhanded compliments. And she said, she's the queen of accidental backhanded compliments. She goes, you know, I'll say something meaning for it to be a compliment. And then I realized like an hour later that it probably came off as a backhanded compliment.
0: Right. Well, don't go down that self-fulfilling prophecy thing with this.
1: Okay, I won't. I'll yeah. just, yeah, once we're done talking about it, I'll let it go and I won't okay. worry about it.
0: Do you have any more to share? Because I have one more. Okay. This is going to launch you into a whole nother tirade. (laughs) So if you have one more you want to share, then I'll share mine and then we can get the tirade out.
1: Yeah, get it. Let's go for the tirade. I'm ready.
0: Okay. This was a comment made to me while my husband said it to me. Oh. (laughs) Because he has a sports car of sorts, one he's very proud of, one he's very protective of, and he lets me drive it when I'm driving him around. So he said to me, coming back from Phoenix one day, Michelle, our car, it's super fast. You look so good driving it. But why did you just let a Prius pass you? (laughs) I'm like, okay, Mr. Daisy, get behind the wheel. I'm going the speed limit or five miles over. Oh, that is so funny. So he can be a backseat driver. That's what he prefers. I have no problem. I like the control of it, but he is a backseat driver.
1: Um, yeah. You're, you're definitely sending me into a tirade. He's starting to twitch. <laughs> i starting to twitch. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm on true confessions, not on our podcast because I am a road rage driver. Now I think that if you're in another car, you'll never know that I'm a road rage driver but if you're in a car with me and you try the backseat driving bit with me, yeah, you're going to get your head bit off. I mean, I'm like, I'm the driver. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I, oh man. <laughs> I may have experienced that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. Because anyone who's ridden in a car with me, including my children when they were very young, have experienced me behind the wheel. And I'm impatient and I'm not shy about yelling at people, swearing at people, Flipping people off—it is bad.
0: No, you're a pastor's daughter.
1: Yeah, well, my dad—that's where I got it from. My dad, and I think my dad, who is a pastor, that's where he let go of his pent up stress. You know, when he was driving, he was a really good driver, and I consider myself a really good driver. I don't want to jinx myself, but yeah, I've never had a ticket, and I've never had an accident.
0: And When I am with you, I prefer for you to drive so much so that when I was up there in October for those meetings, my car was parked closer and I just said, here you go, Suzanne, here's the keys, you drive. Yeah.
1: Well, that's partly because I'm the worst backseat driver there is. You know, I'm the one that will will clutch the, the dashboard when someone doesn't brake soon enough or brakes too fast and it's someone I know really well, I will tell them that how they're not driving well. I will be sure to say, oh, you could have changed lanes there. Oh, you might want to get around this guy. Oh, he's going too slow. You're in the wrong lane. Get over. I am the worst.
0: Oh, my gosh. Welcome to all the people who ride with me. My son, Colton's like, you could have used a signal there. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the worst, okay, my worst, worst thing, my biggest pet peeve would bad drivers, is when they're driving in the left lane and they're going below the speed limit. They're going the speed limit. It's like, if you're in the left lane, there's an unwritten rule, I'm sure of it, that says go 15 miles over the speed limit. And if you're not going 15 miles over the speed limit, and if you're not... Get over. (laughs) How haven't you got a ticket? I never get tickets. I really don't. The only ticket I've ever gotten is, well, I've gotten two tickets. One was for expired tags and one was because I still had snow tires on and it was like May in Alaska. Those are my two tickets. I've never gotten a violation, like a, a moving violation. But it's because if you're in the left lane, everybody goes 15 miles over the speed limit. And if you're not going over the speed limit, you get over, you get into the right lane. And if there are three lanes, oh, you called it. My blood starts to boil. I get so mad.
0: I'm a driver who, when I'm in the left lane, I'll go like, well, five is my preference, but up to 10 over the speed limit. But if someone comes up behind me, I learn my lesson the hard way. I'll move over. So I, I'm very courteous about it. Yeah. Yes, I'm very courteous about it. I wasn't one time and I was oblivious and I heard about it from three backseat drivers. Oh so now I try to be very courteous and aware of my driving situation.
1: Yeah. Well, I would be that driver that comes up on your bumper, and if you're looking in the rearview mirror, I'm yelling through the windshield at you in the rear view mirror. It's like, get over. Sorry, I, I, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's like, get out of the left lane. Go the speed limit in the right lane. Let the people who want to drive fast go.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it is, it's so
0: funny. <laughs> well, maybe we should move away from that and think about closing out this episode with, and you've already talked about it. Uh-huh. Our next episode, your daughter, Katie, we're going to give her a mic. Have you ordered it?
1: No, I'm going to do that now before I forget again because I did forget, but I am going to order her a mic.
0: Okay. So we're going to give her a mic. She is a beautiful young lady in her 30s. I'm in my 40s, but just barely hanging on by about five months. And then you're in your 50s. My late 50s. And maybe, yeah, maybe we can take a look at different perspectives on beauty treatments and all things generational like that.
1: Right. And my daughter is the perfect person to be a guest for this episode because she her entire life going back to when she was three it was all about skincare and hair care and looking your best and having the best product she knows everything there is to know about being as beautiful as you can be and she is not shy about it she tells me all the time what I need to do to improve my looks speaking of backhanded compliments, but.
0: Yes, I can't wait to talk to her because I'm sure I'll be learning a lot of things that I never knew.
1: Yeah, she. it's gonna be a good episode.
0: Yes, I think so. And I'll just be prepared for, for some unintentional backhanded compliments that will help me moving forward. Absolutely. That was a lot in that, what I just said, but it's true. <laughs> and I welcome them from her because she is the sweetest and she's so freaking funny. She is,
1: it's gonna be a good episode. I know it will be.
0: Yes. So with all that shared, I am sending out a huge happy 2021 to everybody. Woohoo! Let's make this the best year ever. And did you think of a a word to replace new normal, Suzanne?
1: No, not yet, but maybe by the next episode we'll have we'll have that phrase coined.
0: Right. Maybe like trending better. Something like that? I like
1: trending better. Yeah.
0: So maybe that's just what we'll refer to new normal as, trending better.
1: I like it. I like it a lot.
0: Well, I know you have a meeting coming up, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Cheers, everyone. Happy New Year. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for many years.
1: And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a
0: reality. Right. I really think the hesitation on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting. The biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know everything about podcasting kind of guy and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down to earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count, because we are technology challenged. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Potagy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P O D. I-G-Y dot C-O They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next toast is for you. Cheers! Cheers.